Hello and welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap. I'm Doug, and with me is Deb, who doesn't need cards to be against humanity. Rude. Rude. Start over? No. Continue. <laughs> Stop. Continue. Continue. Uh, and joining us is my friend, uh, JR. Hello. There you go. Sorry for the Electric Six reference right there. Never, never apologize for Electric Six references. Doug and I just spend a little bit too much time listening to the same crap. Yep. Um, so it's going to be a looser whiteboard today since we have JR. Um, uh, the first thing I have on the whiteboard is actually something that both of you looked at, I think, yesterday and or the day before. I found a very misguided PSA online. Superhero boobs. I'm glad that Marvel and DC have come together to promote breast cancer awareness and prevention. However, seeing superheroes feel themselves up... And not, awesome, not in a fun way. awkward. Not in a fun way. Well, it was also one of those things where she's like, especially with Wonder Woman, she's doing it outside the it's outfit. Like, yeah, and then she's got like a metal brassiere. I mean, it's... I mean, you kind of assume she's got some support in there. I mean, And don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, I think it would have been better had, you know, the characters been checking each other out. That would have been a completely different PSA. Yes, it would have. Oh, you know there's uh, fan art of that. You know that, that, that would have right? been the... Oh, I'm sure there's slash fiction floating around that would have been the Buddy Check 9 PSA. Uh, buddy Check 9? Uh, 9 News for a while did this whole thing about where you would have a buddy that would call you and remind you to do the self-exam. It was called Buddy Check 9. Every month on my, the 9th. Yeah. Like I said, in my head, however, it was the two women filling each other up. So, like I said, if it was... As you put it, the fan art of Wonder Woman and She-Hulk feeling each other up. <laughs> there was the Buddy Check 9 PSA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, see? <laughs> so, you oh, know. Thank you. Hooray, hooray boobies, but awkward. <laughs> Air motor boating. Do it now. Do it now. Does he write the sound effect? He doesn't, okay. unfortunately, write the sound effect. Um... Something Doug and I have actually been looking at a great deal lately. Um, I like to call it geek loogie geek loogie Oh, Geekology. Yeah, like yeah. I said, the website's actually Geekology, which we both greatly enjoy. But I, like I said, I like to call it geek loogie And they actually had a very interesting article lately, which had a wedding ring that had a piece of dinosaur bone and a piece of meteorite in it. Like the dinosaur and what killed the dinosaurs? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah, it was a pretty kick-ass wedding ring. You better get married, Doug. With a dinosaur killing dinosaur ring? Um, duh. No, I'd get like, I'd have to find the perfect girl that I could, um, that instead of a wedding ring, it would be like the Gallifreyan fob watch. Well, I have to tell you though, and we've had this conversation before, I've reached an age where all of my girlfriends are either taken or fucking crazy. I don't, have you ever experienced this, Jared? Uh, all women are taken or crazy. But I, I mean, it, it's, it gets worse with age. Like I said, I've, yeah, I've reached I've... kind of my supposed middle age years. So all of my girlfriends are either taken or fucking crazy. So when somebody asks me to set them up, I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm doing you a favor. Who would you stay single? There's no one you'd set me up with. Oh, no, absolutely not. All of my single girlfriends are either taken or fucking crazy. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have it in me for that kind of aggravation anymore. So... Uh, as a divorced man, I, I, I actually have believe that all women are just Oh, yeah, crazy. all women are crazy. It's mm -hmm. just all men are also assholes. Yeah, yes. we're all stupid. Uh, I'm not an asshole. I am the whole ass. Being an asshole, what is it Jenna Ray says? Being an asshole is just... Oh, no, charm is just being an asshole with a smile. I was going to do the, the Henry Rawlings. Yes, all women are crazy, but all men are stupid. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. However, I've been watching, I've been listening to your podcast, Damn, recently, mm -hmm. which I, I kind of binge listen to it when I'm working out, which is extra funny because people see me at the park laughing like an idiot to myself. Am I really that funny on it? I always thought it was kind of dry, but... It's more the fact that I know you, so I find like your, your podcast diary pretty endearing, especially okay. when you talk about who vomiting all over a crush, and also... Mm -hmm. Never ever refer to imparting Batman knowledge to children as like the mama bird vomiting food into the baby bird's mouth. Yeah, teaching said yeah, about that, Batman. That, that happened. She wants to learn. I want to teach. It's not my fault that it just happens to be about the Justice League. 
That's not the issue here. It was the metaphor you used. The llama bird puking into a baby bird's mouth? Yeah. That's a perfect metaphor. Yeah. That's the perfect metaphor. That, that's what you're doing is you're raising a child. You're just puking your own knowledge into them, and hopefully it sticks in the good way. Well, here's the thing, though. Um, what <laughs> hopefully does, it stays on their face. What does Sid call the Hulk? Uh, the big, big Green, green monster. monster. Yeah, she won't call it the Hulk. No. It's just Big Green Monster. It's Big Green Monster. It's easier to say. Than the Hulk? Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that at all, but that's how she, but she knows, but she'll say Captain America. It's not like she says, like, Mr. America or USA or, she says Captain America, Iron but Man, Spider-Man. she also Spider-Man. says Batman and Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. She says it like a Boston accent. It's adorable. <laughs> Which brings me to another thing about Dan. I do not remember ever threatening you with a baby bump watch on the website. I, I do remember you doing that. Um, do you have proof? Did it happen? No, we did not record it. We are not the Nerdist. We don't record everything we say. Like I said, I do not remember ever threatening you with a baby bump watch because of your mm. belly. I think it was one of your um, now legendary fun threats. Or threats oh, of fun. fun. Oh, they'll be fun. Um, um, the threats of fun origin. I had had to do some emergency travel to the south for a funeral. And I had basically not slept or really eaten in like four days. And Doug's like, well, do you want to cancel the record tomorrow? I'm like, oh, no. Uh, yeah. We're going to record, and it's going to be fun. fun. Yeah. It was a threat of fun. Oh, wow. And actually, that's kind of that's kind of what I was trying for when I sent you the picture of the tequila shots last night. Yeah. I, wanted to let, I, said, I said, I should be a really fun guest tomorrow. And, no, it, it and much, I just wrote it, back, no tequila. <laughs> like I said, it's, it's threats of fun. So, yes, the, the Doug... Bump watch on the website apparently is one of my threats of fun, even though I don't remember ever saying that. You said something about are we gonna have to start a baby bump watch on the website, and I was like, okay, time to start losing weight. See, now I'm the asshole. I yeah, when it, when I was with the last girlfriend. Um, well, you guys were a little sedentary. Yes, um, and the the job wasn't active at all, and I wasn't walking very much. So I mean, I gained. I've lost 25 pounds since then, um, or I think almost 25 pounds, so, and I will be starting the exercise, I'll talk about this on Dan, but I will be doing the exercise, um, regiment starting in December. December, not January. Ooh, no. What kind of exercise regimen, Doug? Uh, minimal. <laughs> have, have you met Doug? Is it um, called walking to the store to get cigarettes? No, but that'll probably be part of it. That's um, actually my... That's my... Well, no, no. The thing, though, is I that know. I'm actually extremely active. I walk, on average, about nine miles a day. Yeah, and I was going to say, I wear my little Fitbit bracelet, which monitors all of my activity and my sleep. Also, it tells S.H.I.E.L.D. where you are. It does tell S.H.I.E.L.D. where I'm. I was going to say, and so it's one of those things where I get a lot of my work done in the morning because I'll listen to podcasts or audiobooks when I'm working out at the park. And Doug also likes to call me when I'm working out at the park. <laughs> Well, no, that... it doesn't bother me. It just happens. He's going to say, because normally around 11, I'm in the park, and he wants to talk about whatever just happened. Yeah, I have daily occurrences of, this needs to be said out loud. <laughs> or, God damn it, I'm blocked on the novel. Or, God damn it, this just happened on the novel. Or, it's been a lot of novel talk. We were laughing like idiots about last time we talked, and I was in the park, and I'm trying to remember what it was. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure it'll come back to me later. Um... But no, mostly it's going to be push-ups and crunches and stuff. Just, I think I've kind of plateaued in terms of weight loss, so I need to kind of Honestly, up Doug, it into... I really would highly recommend you starting to do some yoga just for your flexibility so you don't fucking hurt yourself doing crunches and whatnot. Yoga's the shit. Do it. And I highly recommend just getting a DVD so you can do it by yourself with no one laughing at you on your own time frame. Yeah, the last time I did yoga was there was a open mic for poetry reading that I went to. Something about visualizing pizza? Well, they, yeah, what happened was we were yeah, doing you, the... you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say that. You can totally they were doing the sun pizza. salutation as part of this, and Doug was not having it. Um, and they were like, visualize something. You, you know, you really want to plant the seed of it. And I was like, I really want pizza. So I was planting the seed of a pizza tree, and then realized that I was not flexible enough. To reach the pizza, the imaginary proverbial but that's not, pizza. That's the, that's the first time you do yoga anytime. Your flexibility gets better over time, and honestly, you don't realize how much it actually does help stretch you out and crack all of those weird places in your body. And make Phrasing. You... On all of that. 
Stretch me out you and crack. You can S a D. I can you can S a D. seriously S a D. <laughs> Moving on. Since Doug ruined that conversation. I'll look into yoga. I finally went and saw Thor 2. Excellent. We all know that I was very... I really hope you don't mind spoilers. Oh, no, that's fine. I've actually... I prefer to read movies and then to go see them. I'm okay. very weird. No, no, you're not weird. You just want the background. I Yeah, I, I, I don't like to be... Uh, Surprised? Yes. No, that's fine. That's, it's not a big deal. It's the only way I can watch American Horror Story. I gotta watch that show. Anyway, so I finally went and saw Thor 2. Second seasons. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> finally went and saw Thor 2. We both know that I was very lukewarm on actual Thor. I'm like, meh. I actually like Thor 2 better than I like Thor. And see, we talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago where I was not a, a huge fan of the kind of science fiction aspects of it. I really, really liked the styling on the Dark Elves ship. It looked like either a piece of charred wood or some volcanic obsidian. Well, it was very Borgish, I, I thought. I disagree. But I'm talking about all of the grain on the ships, not necessarily the shape, but the texture on the ship looked a lot like charred wood to me. Like if you were to come from a dark dimension? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I said, admittedly, the Dark Elves totally looked like a Doctor Who villain when mm-hmm. they were in their battle gear. Yep. You guys can't see me doing air quotes when I say that. The, the masks. Yeah, the masks. Which made, the, which were really cool. I mean, that's... Oh, no, don't get me wrong. I loved it, but they did kind of look like a Doctor Who villain. And they they did, like, do the... I talked about this. They did the nod to uh, Malachus' mask by um, Thor uh, lightning scarring half his face. Exactly. I loved the end credit scene with the Collector. With the Jor-El wig. I'm going to call it that from here on out. With the Jor-El Love wig. The end scene, the end credit scene with the Collector. Also, just because my first thought was, what, are they in the Kaiju market in Pacific Rim? When they're Very dull. I, and, I yeah. said, and I said Troll Market. Um, still you Del Toro. Went, yeah, you and I both went Neil uh, uh, Toro on that one. Um, but don't you get the sense now that... Uh, Delta, uh, Benicio del Toro is, um, basically playing, uh, Finster from Usual Suspects, but with that wig. Like, that's what he's gonna be. I love yeah. that in credit. However... Yeah, yeah, give me, give me the fucking keys. With all of the... You cocksucker? What did he say? Okay. Gonna move on from that, even though it's awesome. I loved all of the end credit art that they did. I was convinced it was David Mack art. It is not. It was actually commissioned by a studio whose name I can't think of right now. They did all of the end credit. But it looked very like, David Mack. Like all of the end credit, almost oil painting art. Mm-hmm. I was convinced it was David Mack. It is not. Um, so yes, like I said, I, and by the way, Zachary Levi does not look like himself at all. In no, no, movie. he was one where you're I was like, like you're like because it's it's the guy like, from Chuck, Chuck, right? Chuck? Yeah. No. As as he's one of the Warriors three, and you're like, and I cannot. And he was re- he was re- names. he was the one that always has the fencing sword. Uh, not Balder. Um, it starts with an F, I think. Uh, I'm sure the internet will tell us. What yeah, 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 yeah. We'll do a yeah, we'll do a corrections on that one. But um, yeah, but he's one of the Warriors three. He does not look like himself at all. In with that him, Balstag, and and Sif. Um, Sif. Oh, Sif. She's following our secret Twitter account. Um, All right, I've done should, next to nothing with. keep moving on. Um, Jared, do you happen to watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? I don't. You really should. Uh, it's another show, though. But wait, that's a comedy, isn't it? It is. Oh, it's got Sandberg, doesn't it? Yes, but the reason I watch it is because of Terry Crews. Mm. Terry Crews is fucking hysterically funny on that show. And the reason I'm talking about it is because both the Halloween and Thanksgiving episodes are amazing. The main thing on the Halloween episode you need to look at it is the end. Terry Crews is wearing a costume, which is basically a black wife beater with salt and pepper shakers over his pecs. Because, you know, Terry Crews can manipulate can his pecs. The, yeah, can, the boob can manipulate his pecs to shake. And that is awesome. <laughs> and the Thanksgiving episode basically resolves around Terry Crews' wife going out of town, and he needs to eat 10,000 calories a day to maintain his physique, so he's freaking out because he hasn't gotten enough food on Thanksgiving. <laughs> No, it is a fantastic show. I'll look into it because um, I'm, I'm winding down on, on stuff to watch, so yeah, no, which we'll Brooklyn talk about Nine-Nine. next week. Um, so to actually talk about something the three of us can talk about, you recommended a movie to Doug, The Goods. Oh, the greatest movie! Hold on, tell I, us what you like. Hold about on, it. I want to I want to jump to um, 
I know you're gonna hear me type. Sorry, internet. Um, real quick, uh, cause, uh, it, I don't want to jump to the uh, kind of group thing uh, quite uh, quickly enough. Why do we that have wasn't English. If we're not gonna have a group thing, Doug. Because I want to. Phrasing. Sorry, that's, sorry. that's the new what she said is phrasing. Um, hold on, because uh, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up while I'm wearing my Weeping Angels shirt, uh, the Day of the Doctor. Um, oh, we will probably yeah, talk about it. Doug's who vomit. Yep, Doug's who vomit. Um, <laughs> you're all my baby birds, Internet. Um, Don't worry, baby bird. I'll feed you. <laughs> Ugh. Sounded like the grossest Tosh role play now. ever. Tosh boy now. Oh, okay. Um, so, um, basically what happens is uh, the 10th and 11th Doctors meet. They run into the incarnation. Uh, John Hurt plays the War Doctor, who is in between uh, uh, Paul McGann and um, Christopher Eccleston's 8th uh, and 9th Doctors. Um, and he's basically the he manages to focus his regeneration to become a warrior because that's what is needed during the time war. You start to see more and more of the time war on, on this. Mm -hmm. um, the Daleks assault on Arcadia, um, Gallifrey's second city. And you see like the last days of the time war. Um, I'm not going to get into the whole thing. Um, I really just want to cut to, um, the doctors carried around this guilt for hundreds uh, of years that he used the moment and basically destroyed Gallifrey and and um, well, that's the one Time of the Lords. Why Matt Smith has been kind of almost so quirky to kind of you know distract himself from all the absolutely shit that, that he's being more childish to yeah. move away from that. Guilt. By the way, you left your fez here. No, I know it's been here for weeks. Um, I got to pick the perfect day to fucking wear that out. Um, so. Basically what happens is um, John Hurt is thrust into seeing his future selves, the 10th and 11 Doctors, um, to see how using the moment to end the time war will affect him. Um, and they have this moment where all three of them have their hand on like the big red button, which is a joke. that Why can't it just have a big red button? Um, and they're about to push it, and then Smith goes, wait, like we're the fucking Doctor. We can figure something out. And they end up um, freezing Gallifrey in a moment in time. Effectively saving Gallifrey. You're trying to tell me they kind of did a city in a bottle type of thing. Yes. Okay. Um, and now the new Doctor's quest is to find Gallifrey. Um, like I said, they, they did a city in a bottle. Thanks, Kal-El. I like that... Candor, yes. Candor, Kryptonian city in a bottle. Um... My question, I guess, to, to you, Deb, more than when JR, because you haven't seen a lot of Doctor Who, um, it effectively erases the guilt of destroying Gallifrey. So it changes canon. They literally talk about that they are going back in time to change their timeline. It's Doctor Who. That's kind of their history, honey. The but they changed the history. Like, he's not burdened by that guilt anymore. And I'm asking, I know... I know it was a very doctor thing to do, where it's like, oh, we're going to figure out a way to save Gallifrey. And because they have um, the kind of 8.5 doctor... Um, well, they needed to do two major things here. One, they needed to surprise everyone. Two, they needed to basically reset the doctor's regenerations. Because they had a finite number of regenerations. The doctor that after Capaldi, do. it's the last doctor. Which, Capaldi makes an uncredited cameo. Like I said, because um, like they summon all thirteen doctors. Like I said, he has a finite number of regenerations. So they need to figure out a way to kind of reset that. Well, but they've done that with the master, where they gave the master a new set of regenerations before he refused to regenerate. You're uh, fighting scissor sisters inside your head right now, aren't you? A little bit, yes. <laughs> um, well, you were talking about damn earlier, so it was there anyway. Um, Finish your thoughts, so we could move on. My question is: Do you think it was? Do you, I? Saving Gallifrey is the right thing to do, but I mean, in terms of eliminating that guilt from the Doctor, was it the right thing to do? He's still the last Time Lord. He's still, despite the fact that he supposedly saved Gallifrey, he's still going to have a lot of emotions tied up on the fact that he's now alone in the world, so to speak. 
He's now just searching for his others. The same way you see in the Doctor's Wife when he gets the ping from exactly. the other Time Lords. Okay. I'm just... It's, it's one of those... It changed everything, and I'm not sure... As a nerd, we don't like change. And, um... That's Moffat's fucking deal, though. He changes shit. And also, I think it, uh, the new Doctor will give us a, an opportunity to like Clara a bit more, because I'm still not sold on her, but... Yeah, I know. But I think seeing her play against Capaldi will give, like, a refreshing... We'll see. Kind of starting fresh. We'll see. Anyway. So finally talking about something the three of us can discuss. <laughs> Thank you, Doug. The goods. JR, you recommended this uh, to me years ago. Um, yes. I didn't, like, just see it. It is an underrated film. Incredibly underrated. And we it got brought up on um, a Shooting the Gap uh, that came out a couple days ago by the time of this recording. Um, what, what, that's a very you movie. Yeah, I, I don't know, like, anytime the, the, the Don Reddy, the salesman aspect, I don't know, my, my background in sales and hustling and, you know, trying to sell you speakers out of a white van, that was me for quite a long time. Do you have candy? Uh, no, I never had candy. Just checking. I really should you have, just, though. You... I probably could have made so much more money. Uh, but this it's just... seems legit. It's just it's such a... It's such a quotable movie. I mean, the, the the my favorite quote from that is, you know, give away free hot dogs, you put up inflatable gorilla, shit's gonna go down. Which is funny, because that relates back to Free, the book that I was listening to by Chris I'm Anderson. I'm getting there. Fine, jeez. But, I mean... They, they have the gag in there where he gets visited by the spirit of his former partner. Oh, God, and how he uh, how they had Will Ferrell die what, in what, dressed up as Abe Lincoln? Lincoln? Dressed up as Abe With Lincoln. With a parachute a... full of sex toys. I brought that up on shooting the gap. But it's one of those things where they have the angels singing to him, and they reveal his death is what, choking on a sausage in a strip club? Yes. You're not even going to sing it to me? We tried. It doesn't make it less sad. <laughs> But it was just one of those, uh, that was kind of a, my gateway into um, bringing our guest into the show. But uh, it would just seem very... Um, what is the name of the, the actress in that movie that's the only female sales clerk? Oh, Because she's done a bunch of other that stuff. Was, that, was with, that was with uh, Piven's group? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's in a ton of shit. Like I said, she's done a bunch of stuff. And most recently she was in the failed, um, I was going to say, um, it was called... Crap! Who else was in it? See, now I'm drawing a blank. What was it based on? A British series? See coupling? That? No, it was not coupling, although I love coupling. Not the American version. No. No, the American, American version American was terrible. Um, Price was adorable in it, but yeah, terrible. It, it's, it's unimportant. Anyways. Okay. Any more thoughts on the goods? Oh, it's been a while since I've seen it. I'm actually now I'm gonna go home and watch that. It's one of those like I listened to it and was like, oh, yeah. I'm just I can't. I mean, it's one of those things where for a while there it was super weird. The main antagonist wanted to be in a successful boy band. Man but, band. But now mm-hmm. that boy is that Jason Sudeikis? Oh, uh, no, I don't know uh, the name of the actor, but it, he's. Um, he, he was on the other. Ed Helms. Ed Helms. Helms. Yeah, he's fucking... Uh, he's in The Hangover. Mm-hmm. I was going to say... And that's, you know, and uh, you, you see him and you see Ken... Which we'll, we'll, bring Ken him, we'll bring him up on... Oh, um, God, you see Chow so in that is... In the goods is fucking awesome. That's uh, right, he pops up in that, doesn't mm-hmm. he? Yeah, he doesn't just pop up. He's a good... He's a good player. Like, oh, he's one of the car sales... Uh, yeah. The original car sales. Hey, I just, I just sold this Mustang, paid cash, it's in this brand new bag, opens it, pop. Fucking <laughs> Which I think is a good lead in for another thing I have on the board. I've been rewatching Community because I love it. You know, there is an I actually episode. was just watching the second ep- season yesterday. There's an episode in season one that I've never fucking seen. Which one? Uh, episode 13, the one with Jack Black. On the. No. First season. No, he pops up on the second season? Nope, it's in the first season. Where he's like always been there? Yeah. No, I. For somehow managed to skip that episode and had never watched it until I went back to watch it again this time. What is he karate? He karate kicks Jeff in the face. <laughs> Something along those lines. And it's also just the one where they do all the flashback clips of him always being there. Yeah. Oh my God, Britta cheated. <laughs> you say F or S? F, F minus. Oh, that was a good episode. 
No, like I said, I, I, I finally got a friend of ours into watching Community, which I essentially tricked him into the same way I got him watching The League. But yeah, so I've been re-watching it myself. And if you want to... I, I know you don't like I, I, watching shows, but... Community is... By, it's, it, it's totally worth it. I'm going to have to... I'm going to end up most, checking it out. Like I, I just started watching Modern Family, which is oh, amazingly... No, no, Modern Family is weirdly mm. addictive. It is. I actually... I, That's what El Bundy, right? Yes. Ed O'Neill is great in that. It's funny, because you know who they originally wanted to cast in that role was Craig T. Nelson, and they turned it down because they didn't give him enough money. I, I See, I just couldn't see Coach like that. Mm. Mm. Me either. What? What kind of money could Craig T. Nelson want? He's He got Parenthood money instead of Modern Family money. Yeah, it's but that it was fuck a much, you Parenthood money. But it was a much uh, shorter role on Parenthood as opposed to a much longer role on Modern Family. And since they got the bump for the last few episodes, it's like, ooh, Craig T. Nelson... Yeah. Okay. Weirdly addictive. I can't help it. But yeah, no, um Community might be the greatest sitcom I've ever watched. It's it's up there with like Arrested Development where I really do think it's kinda of too smart or too too savvy for major audiences. You actually now have a a vocal quirk because of that show. I say cool uh, once, Doug. I can't. Cool. Cool. Cool cool cool. 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 I, uh, it's one of the characters. Um, Abed is a. Um, I tried to sell you on this series for like a year before you actually watched it. And then, like, I think the first thing I said to you was like, I think Abed's one of the voices in my head. Um, he views the world completely, like not like I do. Um, I view the world through a pop culture lens, but I also understand reality. Where with Abed, you're kind of left wondering. <laughs> um, the fact that he, I believe accurately calls one of the episodes a bottle episode. Yeah, because they're stuck in the study room yeah, 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 trying to find purple pen. I know, oh my god, my mom was watching Community and she's like... I'm sorry. What of here, I'm going to have to cancel. I'm doing a bottle episode. So, Bam! Yes. What is it? Uh, my mom was watching Community and goes, so there's a monkey on the show? <laughs> and I went, yeah. The monkey that is from a mafia episode that they did, which is named after another character called... Annie's Boobs. Annie's Boobs. That's the name of the monkey. It was picked on Twitter... Like, and my mom's like, really? And I'm like, if you watch it, it makes sense. That's called Annie's boobs. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Um, what that, and, uh, you know, you know, the rat episode. Oh, God, because uh, you and I both love an American tale. Uh, so when they're singing the Feifel duet to the rat. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, oh, no, oh, Doug and Jesus. I both, yeah. Get a little misty. But, you know, the like, somewhere out there. Yeah. Oh, he's singing from a gutter. It's so horrible. <laughs> what does HT, uh, HST stand for? Hunter S. Thompson. The okay. Good Doctor. The Good Doctor. Back on Doctors. Um, I'll kind of start with this, and then, Jer, uh, whenever you want to jump in. Um... Hunter S. Thompson has always been a, uh, and Deb, you know, I've said this before, uh, one of my top three influences in writing. Mm-hmm. Um, J.R. here is the man who changed my life by handing me Better Than Sex, which was about, was it the 92 or 96 campaign? It was 92. Was it, it was, 92? It was Clinton's first one. And uh-huh. it was just, it, <clears throat> I, I just, I, I'll break in here. It, it That book kind of it changed my life it got me more into politics mm-hmm. than absolutely i wasn't but the my first book i like probably a lot of other people uh fear and loathing in las vegas one of the first books that ever made it, me laugh out loud while reading it the first book i have ever read cover to cover without putting it down without sleeping any of that i just i couldn't drop it it changed my life absolutely. Uh, completely i have uh <clears throat> i have the gonzo symbol Tattooed in the middle mm-hmm. of my chest he is that influential. I wish I could have met the man. I was going to have him sign my chest Were you when I get that tattoo. The Lessel Amon rally? Uh, no, but I actually met Lessel uh, at, really? at a uh, at a job interview for Dish Network. <laughs> like okay. she she was just there. It was a group interview. I you know they said her name and she went up. I looked at her. I was like, holy shit, that's really her. And she was in a hurry. I, I just walked up to her at the end of the interview and I said, so how was it meeting the good doctor? And she kind of looked at me. I was like, I know exactly who you are. I'm a complete supporter of you. And yeah, absolutely. She's just like, kind of, kind of first, 
kind of taken back the fact that I even knew who she was, and you know, she talked a little bit about him, more about Warren Zevon, and because he mm-hmm. was he was more influential in that. But uh, the good doctor in his writing, uh, I miss it so much. I mean, you're you're better than sex. I mean, it not only shaped my writing, but it led me to doing um, getting jobs writing op ed. Um, you remember all the. Um, when I was writing a thousand the, points of hate, I uh, saw a thousand, uh, yeah, a thousand points of hate. Your your quote about fucking the 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 streets being lined with cupcakes and blowjobs. I've actually used that so many times. Was that thousand point thousand that, point that of hate was, was the DNC? That was the coverage. DNC. You were talking about how we were. Uh, Denver was dressed up like a whore. Yeah. yeah. Um, you realized that was one of the first times you and I actually spent a great deal of time together. Was the DNC? That was the summer I was working with you. Mm, no, I wasn't. I wasn't at Paris during the DNC. Yeah, that was right after you left, and you and I were still friends. Because I would go, because I would cover the DNC, and then go to the wine bar. Yeah, and, and, you and, and they'd I go, would... "What do you want?" I went, "Scotch." I am a working man. You know, like I yes, am. A, then, I am a journalist, and I was, drink scotch. But that was also when I was at my peak of slamming fucking car bombs because was, of you. Yeah. Um. That's when you and I were sitting there laughing like idiots watching the dancing Shakira video and Michael thought we were fucking insane. Michael, oh, the bartender Petrie, Michael. yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, but I mean, you remember Thousand Points of Hate and uh, The Fix is In, um, and uh, there was another one, um, All You Need is Hate. Um, I mean, hugely influential into my political writing and then just my style, and um, I covered a... a part of the Les Lomond rally at the Capitol. Um, but I mean, once again, and I will never be able to thank you enough, but handing me, and it was at the uh, designated smoking area at our high school, uh, Smoker's Corner, that you, I remember this, in front of the mobiles, so you handed the me health better, classrooms. The health classrooms out by the Smoker's Corner, yeah. Um, no irony there. But, um, yeah, going out for cigarettes with T.J. DeVoe. I don't know if you remember, you remember T.J. DeVoe. Never mind. No. Um, but, uh, yeah, you handed me Better Than Sex, and you're like, and I don't remember what you exactly said, but you were like, you know, here, read this, and I don't, I don't, I, I wouldn't say I'd read it cover to cover without sleeping, but it was one of those, like, within 48 hours I'd finished it, and was just blown away, and specifically that campaign in 92, that was the big, um, kind of pop culture boom in politics, because you have... Clinton popping up in Rolling Stone and MTV. That's when they, yeah, that's when they did the first MTV interviews mm-hmm. and things And he like plays that. a saxophone that's now mm-hmm. becoming a iconic he's moment. He's got his rock star. And he plays Night Court. Yes. Uh, yeah. And he, Harry Anderson shows up. Well, you know, Mark Post. One of my favorite quotes from that book is when they're talking about the whole uh, Bill Clinton smoking pot. It's like, yes, I, I, I smoke pot, but I didn't inhale. It's like, yeah, that's just like me. I, I uh, take acid, LSD, but I don't swallow it. Yeah, I chew it, but I don't swallow um, it. But his take on and then uh, over a hundred hits of acid absorbed into his leg, through his pants. What was this? Uh, in SLC Punk, when he's oh, running right. through the field and the sprinkler hits his pant Science, leg yeah. and he has oh, all Jesus. the acid. They're in his making pants. a sequel. Oh, good lord! It reminds me of something a fr- uh, uh, an old friend of mine did. Okay. He uh, he we uh, had driven him up to Boulder to buy something. Uh, buy some things. Buy some things, stuff. and he, he, he took two to test it, but then uh, we got pulled over on the way back. He had an active warrant. He had it in his back pocket. They he put him in... Troopers. They put him in the back of the cop car. He was handcuffed, but they hadn't like completely checked him. While they were out running everybody else's ID, he ate the other... He, 48. Oh. He spent uh, a few days in jail... Having fun. He said he refused to close his eyes. Um, now he's in jail for 65 years. Do I know this person? Jesse Miller. You really probably shouldn't out somebody like that. Oh, uh, trust me, he's this is not for what he did. And um, he's a good changed man now. But uh, back in the day, we all used to have some fun. Yeah, I know we talked about that on, on Gretchen's where... We kept trying to talk about the evolution of um, our personalities, the and it Degolo? just kept going, huh? The Duggalo? 
Yeah, the Duggalo. The Duggalo. Uh, I know. See, yeah, you. No, yeah. no. I see the smile. You know the Duggalo. He does. Yeah. It's uh, it's a Juggalo that listens to Slayer to Minor Threat. I mean, that's what it meant. Um, it reminds me of the day. Ever, Doug, the, the days in the basement. Not. Oh, the days the, in the basement. Yeah, I call. I, I actually I, I refer to that year. Or that was '98. I call it the summer of chaos. Just so much debauchery, I and mean, that's what and metal shows. Like how, that's all we did. Yeah. I mean, how how Hunter S. Thompson influenced you in, in your writing and everything. He act. It was kind of my influence for um, recreational drug use, and I've gone. You know, one of my favorite stories ever about Hunter S. Thompson is about him and his wife living with another couple, and them going through a month where everything was just super fucked up, and then finally realizing they had a vial of acid in the same cabinet as the coffee cups that had spilled, and so the acid was on the rim of the coffee cups. So every morning when they would take coffee, they would accidentally ingest it. Oh wow! God. That is one of my favorite Hunter S. Thompson stories ever, and this was wow. later in his life, obviously, because he was married. Yeah, I mean, what was it? It was nineteen ninety. He was in, he was being investigated for selling LSD. I mean, in nineteen ninety, and this is much later in his life. He, you know, unfortunately ended. When did he it. run for sheriff? That was that was nineteen seventy two. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that was the greatest. I mean, on his campaign platform, he had that no deputy would be on uh, would ingest masculine while on duty the uh, um he wanted to bring back the stocks bring back the stocks for, so uh, for um immoral or uh drug dealers and if you turned in a drug dealer uh you couldn't be held accountable to keep drug dealers honest mm-hmm. and the great thing what did he want to call he wanted to change the name of aspen to fat, fat city. city yep Great. That uh, uh, true politicking right there. When well, the, it's it's that yeah that and um, what's his name um, Biafra running for Stella Biafra. Yeah, what other, what other Biafra? What are we talking about? Um, I was just clarifying, Dick. Okay, sorry. Um, oh, that brought it down. Dick, you know I actually met him at Wax Tracks a number of years I've heard ago. He's an asshole. Yeah, it's perfectly nice to me. Okay. Wax tracks. I miss that place. It's still it's there. still there. Yeah, but it's just so far away now. I live in the suburbs. It's right over there. Yeah, I probably will walk like I down, said, but I, I live in the suburbs. I, I don't come downtown very often. God, I haven't even been to a concert you know, it's funny. Since March. Doug and I figured out that a thousand years ago, he and I were both at the same Cradle of Filth concert. Wow. Which show? Uh, cradle opening for, uh, no, typo. Double negative opening for Cradle, for cradle of Filth. Wow. You know, wow. with the the God, the Landstriders, yeah, um, from uh, Dark Crystal. Um, <laughs> where are the Skeksis? Where are the I'm bringing Skeksy back. Um, I'll never get sick of that saying. Um, yeah, it was Gretchen was going, and then Rob and I were bored out of our minds. And this was, I think, like right after he hurt a uh, broken his foot or whatever oh, that yeah. was. So he was on crutches, and we we're like, "What the fuck are we gonna do?" And I'm like. Well, Typo's opening for Cradle. Why don't we, like, wait half an hour and then we can miss most of Typo? Um, Their set was very short anyway. So it was, yeah, because he, he was sick and he couldn't handle the uh, the altitude. And um, and then, yeah, Cradle came out. And that was, I think, on their last tour before they signed to Sony. Um, with the, what, what's their label? The Abracadaver label? I don't know, but now I've got Cinnamon Girl stuck in my head. That's unfortunate. Well, it's a typo cover of Cinnamon Girl, so it's slightly better, but still. Um, what is it? Uh, the uh, Johnny Cash cover of Hurt was on um, Person of Interest? Probably. Uh, my mom was watching it, and she's like, Who is that? And I'm like, You really gotta ask who that voice is? Like, I okay. Absolutely fucking adore Johnny Cash's cover of Mercy Seat by Nick Cave. Oh my god. Oh, Have you heard so him and Nick Cave do um, I'm So Lonesome I, uh, I'm So Lonesome I, Sh- I Could Cry? No, but I'm gonna look it up it, now. Oh my god. I've got it. I'll play it for you later. That You're, you're talking about the, uh, the uh, Hurt cover. It reminded me, I was reading the uh, The most depressing the, the, video ever. Yes. Um, actually, right it's, the Hurt, he, one, Hurt <laughs> used to be the most depressing song to hear live because you knew Which one? Hurt. Hurt. Oh, because you knew that the show was over. Yeah, that he that always used to, used to close. Closers. But I remember the last time I saw Nine Inch Nails, it was at the. Uh, I didn't see the last tour. Yeah. I, I didn't get to see the, his um, 
uh, the, the retirement tour, I guess. Oh, I did. But I did. I got to see him at Red Rocks. Sold out show at Red Rocks with Nine Inch Nails, like that was, nothing else in the entire world. And they played Hurt halfway through the show. I'm really messed up. And so time is nothing to me. <laughs> and I hear Hurt, and I'm like, at, I'm like, what? It No. It can't be, oh, I don't want to leave yet. And then it was like another half hour, 45 minutes. But anyways, I got off topic for a second. I was reading a review of the Lollapalooza show. Uh-huh. And the idiot, uh, obviously uh, very young writer, wrote, he closed with Hurt, a Johnny Cash cover. Oh. I was like, oh my God, really? Painful. I understand, I can understand that people would somewhat make that connection, connection because you hear Johnny Cash doing a song and then you hear... Nine Inch Nails doing a song you would assume because Johnny Cash is an older been person. around longer. Yeah, yeah but, but I mean, he put out "The Man Comes Around," and that had a bunch of covers. On yeah, it. his last like two albums were all covers. Him mm-hmm. doing "Tom Petty Won't Back Down." I haven't heard that. It's really good. Huh. Really good. But I mean, he did personal his, Jesus. He did about, his cover of "Rusty Cage" by Soundgarden is still oh. one of my favorite. Like I said, covers he did about time. anything that the producers would bring to him as a cover, and they all turned out super really well. well. Yeah. I mean, I want to hear the shit they didn't put out, the stuff they thought, eh. Because that was what American Four and Five. I think so. If I'm remembering right, you give it a couple of years, it'll get released. Everything gets released, especially since his oldest daughter has control of his library. Is that yeah. Roseanne? Well, I mean, certain yeah, certain times you just wonder like, why did they even release it? Like, uh, well, it's, it's like when Pantera. you start, like I said, it's like when you Their start hearing song Ramones songs and commercials. You know that they yeah. passed away and somebody else has control of the library, or they just really, really need the money. I mean, the the last Pantera song that was released, I love Pantera, my all time favorite bands. Another but band tattoo. Piss, the song that they released. It, it's it's was that after my, American. Oh no! They they released it like two or three years ago. It's you know people are of course clamoring for anything that Dime was yeah. associated with. I, I even I was so drunk last night I found myself listening to Nickelback to hear some Dime. Oh um, god! Yeah, that drunk oh. tequila does that to you. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that later. But the, you know they released it and it was just so horrible. And I'm I, I'm I'm getting American was it American Steel American Metal Oh no it's reinventing the you steel can't say, reinventing the steel you can't say American Steel because I'll start laughing and thinking it stars Hugh Jackman and a little kid and, you know, it's it's making me it's making that's me worry you know I'm I'm hoping Rocky that the robot Tom, I'm hoping Tom Mariah and Carrie King don't you know because there's a bunch of Jeff Hanneman stuff that's still recorded yeah because Slayer's and I'm I'm really not hoping to be glad, but effectively dead they are dead there it's 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 Tom Mariah and Carrie King now with no more Dave Lombardo no more. Jeff Hanneman, it's... Yeah. I mean, yes, Carrie, you know, Carrie King is fucking Slayer, but still. You know, it's not gay if you yell, if you yell Slayer while it's happening. Yep. That's... I'll play that for Brian you. Yeah, Brian Posehn. Yeah, Brian Posehn talking it's, about... It's not gay. You can, suck a, you can suck a dick, nothing's gay if you yell Slayer during it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to get off topic, I was going to say, but you wanted to talk about your doll wars. Yeah, JR is actually one of the guys uh, I've, I've affectionately referred to as uh, the Goon Squad. Yes. Um, Which is funny, because that's what they call security at DEF CON. Not a coincidence. Um, and uh, this is something that you, you've been bugging me about. Uh, every time we text each other, no matter what we're texting about, it'll always come down to when's the next Wars, game. Man. Yeah, Gotta play Dolphin. And Wars. I'm always like, oh, no, 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 really, I'm really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, and so, Deb has been helping me. Like I said, Doug, honestly, as, as much as I did it for you... I also kind of did it for the network. We've been rebuilding the army pretty effectively. Yes, because I had always planned on doing a podcast centered around um, our games. Because you lost your mind when I brought you the Winter Soldier. You, yeah, she got me um, uh, a Fear, Fear itself, itself like booster. starter kit. Oh yeah, you have, you, we're gonna get excited in a second. Uh, <laughs> new maps. Um, it's got. I'm not gonna bore you with the details of, of some of the the pieces in it. Um, because uh, you don't need to worry about like the serpent crown possessed Red Skull's daughter or anything. Um, She's pretty awesome. Though. But you know, um, and I'm not beeping out his name because it's nothing horrible on this. But um, you know, Rob and I had always butted heads on what happened to Bucky. Mm-hmm. Um, that he always maintained he was always dead. I'm like, no, no, they brought him back as a Winter Soldier. It's a really good story. They're making a fucking movie out of it now. Like, you He's know, very like, very excited. Yeah, I get, and I love. I, I mean, I just loved the character, the Winter Soldier. Um, 
one of the pieces was Bucky as Captain America when he took over after Steve Rogers' death. And I'm really looking forward to just playing it right in front of Rob and go, you know who that is? That's Bucky, motherfucker. That's the Winter Soldier, <laughs> the and I've is, always wanted to do that. I, being the asshole that I am, took the blurriest picture possible of the piece and sent it to him about five days before he actually got mm-hmm. it. And, and got was, a, a semi-panicked phone call back from him asking like, what color pants he was wearing. Because the Bucky, because the Winter Soldier, Captain America had uh, they Alex Ross redesigned the, the mm-hmm. costume, and it was like uh, black pants. Um, do you need one? Yeah. Oh no, you got one. Okay. Um, and it was yeah, one of those like, I couldn't tell if it was a Steve Rogers or or Bucky Captain America, and it was like, wait, wait what color is his pants? Black. Oh, yeah, like I said, semi-panicked off, phone call from him. Because, like I said, it's kind of actually become a thing between us now where I try and take, like, the most blurry, unreally recognizable picture of... Oh, you do that on purpose? Place. Oh, yeah. I think it's... Okay. No, I do that because I think it's hilarious, and I want you to try and figure out what the hell's happening. Because one of them was the, the death stroke. That one actually was not blurry at all. Because you wanted me to start drooling. I think Doug may lose his mind if he doesn't get a death stroke from this um, uh, from the, the Arkham Origins series expansion. Because not only do you know that I mean Deathstroke's a great character yes. um, to play as, but Dev and I've talked about it, and and you just you've known me a long time. You know I'm a huge comic nerd. Uh, Deathstroke is just one of my favorite characters. So um, it's it's one of those where I'm like I want one on multiple levels. It's like having a Taskmaster. And they finally started to build Slade Wilson into Deathstroke, into Deathstroke on, on Arrow because now they have like the herby mask on the half of his the, face. The, it's like it's what? Like, oh yeah, the herb the herb it's mud like herb mud mask. But he hasn't the, lost an eye yet. Like the that's, burned part of his face. That's so very they Slade to Wilson. Slowly like visually transition to Deathstroke. Yeah. Which yeah, they teased first episode first. What is that first scene in the first episode, first season? It's not the, quite the, ma- that scene. the mask. I think it's the second episode with the island, the mask, and the island with the, with the arrow, arrow through, through the it. eye. Yeah. And it was just, and it was that mask, and I was like, "Yeah, Deathstroke." Um, is that a boner for this since we started watching Arrow? Yeah. Um, could give a rat's ass about the eye candy. I'm, I'm in it for, I'm in it for Slade. Um, <laughs> I have tricked so many of my girlfriends into watching Arrow. I'm like, you know what? Watch the first episode. When you get to the scene with him working out in the warehouse, watch it and then give me a call. And uh, first season finale where he's chained up. Because he's chained up with his arms above his head. I'm sorry, it's still him working out doing the rack. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? And they have you... this, you have the bar and you have mm-hmm. to jump in the bar. Exactly. And you're like, sploosh. <laughs> He's not a bad looking guy. Not gonna die. It's it, the whole premise of the show is um, kind of a Chris Nolan take on uh, Green, Green Arrow. Arrow. Ah. So. Yeah. Um, but he's he's. It's very Easter egg heavy. I was gonna say they. The, and they they they've built in a lot of the past canon and lore. Yeah. Well, and they. Um, I was reading an, an article about. Um, it's really some of the new vigilante for us. <laughs> some of the new um, episodes of Shield. They've talked about. Some of the Easter eggs, like their call sign is 616, which is the a designation of the Prime Universe in Marvel. Um, but at, in, in the article it said, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s not as Easter egg heavy as Arrow, but... And I was like, okay, I'm just glad someone's recognizing how Easter egg heavy Arrow is. Um, and and we've, if we, I think we did like a, a season a retrospective on all of the Easter, Easter eggs. eggs from the first season. All right, we have um, a couple more things yeah, to yeah. burn through. Um I think I'll actually include this one in Mistakes I Made This Week, so I'm going to skip to the other one. Preacher. Mm. Doug, you had a thought. This is going to be quick. Um, two things, and I realize that I've started this conversation with you specifically uh, twice today. Um, one of the reasons I'm a little disappointed uh, that HBO won't be doing it is because one of our favorite comedians was in Preacher, Bill Hicks, oh, yes. uh, book. Uh, His new one's awesome, by the way. The new Bill Hicks? It's on Netflix. What, uh, oh, the documentary? American, the Bill Hicks story? I think so, yeah. Oh, God, that's so... That's, that's such amazing. The, just the, the way it's filmed with the, the, the 3D yeah. picture, like, the yeah. old pictures. Uh-huh. And, yeah. and just uh, hearing a, a little bit that I hadn't heard before of him, you know... Can't, awesome. Yeah, yeah the, the cigarette. Well, all thing. of his early stuff was, yeah. like, him talking about his family, I'm like, I never really heard a lot of that. Mm-hmm. But um, it'd be neat because HBO would have the rights to... Um, all of his, you know, the the, all, the HBO yeah. stand-up. And they could kind of do that and put that in there The when um, Jesse is flashing back to seeing Bill Hicks. Yeah. And I don't know if AMC could get the rights away for that. 
Probably not. Um, I don't see HBO letting them cry no, out especially their on some dead hands. No, uh, well, and serious. especially because HBO tried to do Preacher um, as well. well. I'm still. Well, they turned down so a lot of stuff for some reason. They turned down Breaking Bad. Did they really? Yeah. Fucking idiots. Yeah, they that, turned that, down, that executive is gone. Talk, they turned down Veronica Mars. That would have been interesting on HBO. I it don't know if it... so much darker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because Doug, when you watch the first episode, you immediately, when they talk about her losing her virginity as a product of date rape, when she gets roofied, you're like, oh, this shit is dark. Yeah, I was like, not expecting this. Especially um, from the, was it the CW? The CW or, or WB. You, no, it was, well, U, it was UPN at the time. Or, it was, uh, it was, it was the, the WB. I was, it was on some weird-ass network in yeah. Florida when I was living um, in Hicks State. But something we were remiss uh, in, in our casting of Preachers, we never cast Star. I don't have any strong thoughts. I'm thinking Alan Rickman. It was the first person I Hello, thought of. Hello, Alan. This is Alan. Well, just him saying Custer instead of Potter, where it's like, hello, Mr. C- <laughs> Mr. Custer, would be hilarious. Um, he'd have that, he'd have that, like, German accent. But, you know, he can do it because of the accent he did in Die Hard. Yeah. When he was Hans Gruber. John McClane. John, yeah, but him saying the Jesse Hans Gruber Custer. fish is delicious. Have you been in Nakatomi no, the, Sushi? sorry, the Hans Gruber fish is to die for. The Hans Gruber is to die for. That's from Community. Sorry. Uh, they have a Christmas episode where they give the guy the bloody tank top from Die Hard. Oh, sweet. And he starts, when uh, someone, was it, someone breaks a vase. They and break starts, a vase and he takes off And he starts his taking shoes. his shoes off. And you're like, fuck yeah. I was really hoping. 19 terraces in this building and they all have feet smaller than my sister's. God, I fucking love that movie. Um, so, uh, that, I'm that was. I'm still super twitchy about the writing team on Creature. Please. Do you know who it's? Do you know who it is? Who is it? It's being helmed by Seth Rogen and Evan... Uh, oh, that's Green, right. Uh, yeah, I, I, I read about the that. The nightmare that's... responsible for Green Hornet. One movie out of how many? Three. Um, I'm sorry. One out of three is not good enough to write Preacher. You can S a D. You really like S a D, don't you? I like that it looks like it says sad when I text it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would make me sad. See? <laughs> what is it? Haters can S a D. Was that the line? I'm just gonna be. Like, sometimes you just gotta let me be me. All you haters can S a D. Yep. It was a fake. fake was it fake? Fake tweet? Miley Cyrus tweet, tweet from yeah. Mad Midnight about yeah the smoking pot on the Eurovision or whatever. But like was. I said, every time I, I text S a D and it looks like it says sad, it cracks me the fuck up because apparently I'm seven. But yes, I'm sorry. Green Hornet was so. Bad. I know. That's my number one worst superhero movie of all time. Yep, that was brought up on. And I've watched yeah. Green Lantern. Green Lantern was my top five. It was uh, number five on mine for worst movies, worst comic book movies. Yeah, but, it was uh, also in there. Fantastic Four, Silver Surfer. No, that actually didn't that make it. So bad. Because we had stuff like Ghost Rider Two. Oh. And, yeah, I mean, we had we had bigger fish to fry than Fantastic Four Two, um, which was really fucking bad. See, this all brings us back to talking about the rewatchability of Watchmen again. None. Yeah, it's hard. Especially when I... Because I had the director's cut that had It goes the, on forever. Yeah, it had all the... It has under, the deaths of the original Night Owl. Night Owl it's, and, well, and it's got all the Under the Hood stuff. It's got the um, Black Freighter stuff. I mean, and that movie... And it just, the one I haven't seen. It just ta- really, it takes you, you know, out of it. If you haven't seen it, it's great. But there's no rewatchability. Mm-mm. And I had to say the opening credits of that with times are changing, and them doing all the the snippets with the uh, times are changing was played during the comedian's funeral. Are you sure? Yeah, because if you look at the end of every issue, he has like lyrics, and they actually I took it was all the over the, the the opening credits when they're doing the snippets of the death of most of the Minutemen. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Um, My favorite being, of course, cape and revolving door. No capes. No kips. No kips. Edna Mode. Um, what time are we at, Doug? Uh, we are at 53. <laughs> oh, crap. We're going to run a little long. <laughs> Internet told me I'm wrong. We have a list. <laughs> um, As you all know, Doug and I make many mistakes. Thank you for correcting us. Internet. Um, always fun to open up with. That movie I was thinking of where they hire a hooker to pee on somebody was Horrible Bosses. Um, Can't say I've seen it. It's really funny. You should. It's really fucking. It's really good. I'll see what I can do. Um, it's Jason Bateman, right? Uh, Jason Bateman, Charlie Day, and Ed Helms, and okay. then their horrible bosses are Kevin Spacey, Jennifer Aniston, who's 
amazing. amazing. Yes. And the banana scene. Uh, yeah, and uh, and Colin Farrell is really yes. funny in it too. Okay. Playing this balding comb over cokehead. Fire the fat people. Yeah, fire the. Awesome. But she's pregnant. It's like, ugh, lose some weight. She's pregnant. Um, so and it weirdly had uh, Ian. Uh, what's his name? Ian Gaffold from. Ian no. Kidding, kidding. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, from. Um, Sorry. Or yes, Magneto. We don't talk about Lord of the Rings in good ways on this show. Meh, meh, meh. Meh, meh, meh. Speaking of Magneto, uh, Cyclops was played by James Marsden. Marsden. Which is very close to Marston, which I think was that was Spike. So I think Masterson. it's where we're... Is it Master? No, it's not Masterson, is it? We're not correcting that. Internet, Twitter, don't tell me I'm wrong on that one. <laughs> um, weirdly on the nose, uh, Scanner Darkly was Substance D. That was the fictional drug we were talking about. Um, but I, I remember them being red, and I thought they had, like, a red name to it, but... No, Substance um, D was the drug in Scanner Darkly. Yeah, we okay. were talking about fake drugs last episode. Guess um, who wants to do a bunch of Soma? Both of us. <laughs> uh, probably all three of us. Um, and then uh, you were wondering if the off- the uh, the Imperial officer that says, You, you rebel, rebel scum, had a name, and of course he does. Uh, it's Lieutenant Renz. Uh, R-E-N-Z okay. uh, played by Barry Ho- Holland who's been in fucking nothing else. like I said it smacks of contest winner to me it smacks of yeah producer producer cousin um, you rebel scum you rebel scum <laughs> you have to wonder if that line was ad-libbed too eh, at that point in time with, with Lucas probably not I think the only people that could probably get away with ad-lib would be Hamill uh James Earl Jones and and Hans Zenia and Harrison Ford. They would be the only ones that could probably get away with it. Um, I'd, I'd love to think that the I love you, I know, was ad-libbed, but it makes it a bit more fantastic that that was written to me. Like, that Lucas had that kind of grasp on the character of, I love you, is that, I know. Is that all of our corrections? That is all of our corrections. So, in mistakes I made this week, I actually have two. Those of you who are pet owners probably realize that when you have an animal, you have a mental internal voice that you give them. Like, you look at the cat and you kind of hear what they're saying in mm. your head. Oh, yeah. I accidentally gave my cat Trogdor the bender voice. <laughs> so now every time he walks in a room, what I hear is... I'm back, baby! Exactly. Hey, baby, want to kill all, all humans? humans? He, he totally does that. And I left the other day for Thanksgiving, and I swear to God, his face said, I'm going to have my own Thanksgiving with blackjack and hookers. <laughs> I swear to God, that's what he said. The other one being, I don't know if it's been... I swear to God, that's what he said. Yeah. I swear to God, that's what his face said. I was okay. going to say, the other one being, I don't know if we've discussed it yet, but our non-turn got a new truck. Which is pretty awesome. Yeah. But it is a 1965 GNC. It's a fixer-upper. He's been doing really well on it. I don't know if you guys know this. You know, seatbelts weren't required until 1966. 66. Yes, I have a scar and on turn signals were not required until 1968. What was it? Turn signals. Really? Despite the fact that it came standard in most cars since 62. While I appreciate the fact... They still don't seem required. Like I said, said, while I appreciate the fact that the non-turn fixed my seatbelt so I won't crack my head open on the all-metal dashboard... That's right, all-metal dashboard. Like I said, unfortunately the fact is that a standard feature in that car has now gotten my hair tangled in it twice. That's (laughs) right, it's a gun rack. Sentences I should not have to say twice. I got my hair tangled in the gun rack. <laughs> what? Why did? Why would I have a gun, let alone many, that would necessitate a rack? It's a gun rack. I don't even own a gun. gun. Let alone many. Well, the funny thing is that yes, the truck came standard with a gun rack. Awesome. However, the non-turn uses it to put his pool cues in their cases. <laughs> That's actually really like. But I keep getting my hair that's, tangled that's a lot, in the fucking ingenuity. gun rack. That's, that's yeah, true. you you gotta use it for something. I mean, yeah. like I said, <coughs> that thing is so fucking complicated. There's so many different pedals and levers and the choke. gun rack or the no, the actual truck. Okay. Like pedals and levers, and there's like a a foot pump for like the ga- for the washer. I'm literally thing. imagining. I'm literally imagining the the control console for the TARDIS, where you're just running around like. Doing things. There's a reason why he will not even have a drink if he's driving that truck. It requires that much concentration. It, yeah, another five Gallifreyans to run it. No, it's it's fucking crazy. Anyways, like I said, I 
got my hair tangled with the gun rack, not once, but twice. I'm sure it'll happen again. JR, you made a pretty severe mistake last night. Yeah, tequila. <laughs> uh. Why? Well, it's the... My roommate's You're like... not going to do the standard boy thing? Seemed like a good idea at the time. Famous last words. Exactly. Well, no, because drinking tequila never seems like a good idea. Mm -hmm. Even before you do it, you just, you do it. I, my, we were going to drink, my roommate wanted tequila, so we drank tequila. Um, I think the biggest mistake that was I was already like 10 shots in on Fireball before I started oh, drinking the tequila. Lord. Oh, good lord. Oh, bad combo. Yeah, yeah, it'll... I'm surprised it, you actually have stomach lining left. I, I, I didn't vomit. I was amazed. I barely made it here. I do know that while waiting for the bus, I fell asleep, like, on the, like, standing up against the pole for, like, five minutes. That's um, fine. Thank God I didn't miss the bus. Actually got to not, you actually got to the train station before I did. Yeah, that was a big mistake, too, just kind of standing there in the, with the trains and the buses going by very loud. And that's when you just sit in the sun and let it evaporate. Mm-hmm. Lord, Doug, did you have any mistakes this week? No, I'm even looking at my list of movies I'm going to talk about next week, and I don't even have a mistake in there. Um, I guess my only mistake was I got into a show called Eagle Heart and managed to slam through all two uh, seasons. Eagle Heart? Oh, yeah. Eagle Heart is the Adult Swim Texas Ranger uh, parody that stars Chris Elliott as the Chuck Norris character. Sounds pretty awesome. Wow. It is fucking amazing. Spoiler alert, second season, the moon commits suicide. Sounds pretty awesome. All right. It is. Well, we're going to round it out with social contract, asshole. Jared, yeah. did you want to weigh in first on Black Friday? Oh, God. Just the whole premise of Black Friday. Uh, I, I used to enjoy it. I actually used to love going out and... The preferred nomenclature is African-American American Friday. Friday. Yes. Uh, I used to love going out and trying to get the deals. It was like a, it was more of a game. But now, I mean, now the, it's a hunger game. Yeah, the fact that there is a website which is very amusing good. called Black Friday Death Count, meaning that there's been a death count uh, yesterday that I know of. One person was stabbed over a parking space. A couple of people were shot. One in a drive-by. Another one walking home with a television. Multiple people were trampled. Really, to get a fucking television or the stop touching me Elmo or something, it it's it's horrible, it, it, it's vile and fuck. Just shop online, dude. Just wait for Cyber Monday. Cyber Monday, exactly. Cyber Monday or really Black Friday is a it's a huge joke. All the best sales are right before Christmas for people that shop like me on Christmas Eve. I love shopping. I think Christmas the Eve. the social contract on this is that you had talked to me earlier about. Um, that uh, where and I forget where where was it that they set up the steel fencing? Puerto Rico, uh, a Walmart, of course, out in Puerto Rico. That the people at one point slammed into the like mobbed the the steel fence and it came down on other people, um, which makes me always think of the chain link scene from one of the recent um, Walking Dead episodes. And I don't mean to be glib about it, but I mean that's how I imagine it in my head is these masses of brainless eighties zombie movies were based on 80s mall culture, so it's not a very far jump between the two, Doug. Um, but, you know, I, you know, I, I, I'm extremely working class. I don't have a lot of money for Christmas. I, I don't, I don't do Black Fridays. I don't do the deals. Um, I barely do Cyber Mondays, but, um. Really? Because I already figured out what I want for Christmas. I've already bookmarked what you're getting for oh, Christmas. Oh, no, don't. So the the non-turn's going to get it for me. It's what is it? George Takai's signature, signature scent. Oh, my. Oh. Oh. Exactly. Oh, my. As an EU. Oh, my. Yeah. No. Oh. Oh, yes. That's fucking clever. Like I said, does no. It, does it create memes when you spray it? I hope. Um, no, that's not what I'm getting you, so I'm glad we're not over. No, 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 no. The non-turn's going to get that for me. Don't worry about that. That wasn't even on my thought process. Um, so you're looking it up now, aren't you? No, I'm actually, that made me think of something completely different. But ah. yes, I would. But just, see? It's, like, it's they, they have, like, just treat each other fucking civilly, like. 
Doug, the whole purpose of social contract, asshole, is to try and make people understand that there are societal rules we need to live by. And with us, for the most part, it has been being trying to be kinder and gentler with each well, other. Well, that and, you know, the deals that run on Black Friday, they run the weekend. They run the whole fucking season. I want my $4 waffle maker now. Well, then you're going to have to trample some old people and children. I'm, which, not, I'm not okay with that. Really, that was the complete opposite of the joke I was going with, but all right. Um... I thought you were going to be like, yeah, I'll do that for a McDonald's breakfast. Um, Don't say breakfast, I'm fucking starving. See? I said McDonald's, at no point did I actually mention food. I want a Chris sandwich. That's Burger King. I know, I still want a Chris sandwich. Um, served by that horrible thing with the face. Ugh. Can't they have a Big Mac now? Yeah, they do the, the what do they call it, the Big King or something. The Big King, yes. Do you remember the... Uh, the Nick Berg Greaseball special? Were you around for that? No. Uh, the only thing I think about with you and me is the meat fight at your house. Oh, what? the meat fight. Well, we're running over, so we'll save, we'll save that for... Um... Oh, hell, we'll go out on this story. It's a good story. So, I used to be part of a... What would you call it? Like, slop punk? I guess at that point. Ooh, white Trash Trailer People? The white was the name of the band. White Trash Trailer People. Named from a reference that I made uh, about Mars Attacks. Um, of course. And, um, what it was, was we were kind of the slop punk band, and we played with, uh, this other ska band, um... What was the name? I can't remember they the name. They changed their name to Sir Isaac Lime, out from the Otter Pop, but they weren't called, uh... I just remember the toilet. Yeah, and the drummer brought a toilet to sit on, and that got left in my house, uh, stuffed full of raw meat, because it was going to be like a barbecue party, too. Well, that didn't happen. Uh, were you the one on the roof? No, that was Dan Zook. I was the guy. I, I was the idiot hanging upside down in the tree trying to take pictures. pictures. And unfortunately, there were no drugs or alcohol no. involved no. in that stupid decision. Which I wish so, I could look back and be like, "Oh yeah, it's because I was drunk." Drunk. No, yeah, it's just because no. I was that stupid. Yep. Um, and it turned out that Dan Zook was on the roof and screamed like whatever air attack or death from above, and just started pelting the crowd with raw hamburger meat, which turned Actually, into death from above with raw hamburger meat. It's pretty hilarious. Um, and it turned into, yeah, it turned into my mom coming home, and there's a toilet in the front yard stuffed with chicken bones, and her just going, what the fuck? Your poor mother. Yeah. So, um. Thank God you have me now what the to fuck? nerd The name of their band is going to drive me insane. Yeah, I, 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 I. And I'll think, I'll think of the minute I click off, I'm, I'll think of it, but. Well, on that note, don't be a dick bag, and I think we're done. Yeah, social contract, asshole. No meat toilets. Who's that knocking at the door? Why, it's our supervillain friend of the show. Hello. I'd like to ask you some questions, if that'd be all right. That would be acceptable. John Tallow from New York asks, What do you think of your portrayal in the film Dark Knight Rises versus the portrayal of Bane from the movie Batman and Robin? Waterloo. I couldn't escape you if I wanted to. I'm sorry, were you just singing ABBA? Got no one to hold them. No one to fold them. I'm, are, are you drunk? Take control. Take control of your podcast. Well, what exactly would you like me to do? You're giant and, and, and drunk. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Please stick to the rivers that you're used to. Thank you for listening to the BACN, your home for almost bacon and banjo!